Welcome back. I'm Jason Cardenoso, one of your hosts. I'm Ashley Duffner, and this is Apples and Oranges, the podcast. Welcome back to the Apples and Orange podcast. As we said earlier, my name is Jason Cardenoso. I'm one of your hosts, and with me here... That's, that's your cue. Is Ashley Duffner. <laughs> right. You're uh, watching us uh, on on YouTube. Uh, or listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Right. So one of the things that uh, this is our second podcast. Yes. And, and we're really excited about what we're doing, what God is doing through us. And we ask you to, uh, you know, if you enjoy what we're doing, if you enjoy the conversation, share it with your friends. Right. You've got to get the word out. Yeah, yeah. Spread the podcast. Right, spread the podcast. Now, Ashley, I'm just going to remind you, don't forget about the buttons where you zoom in on us when we're talking. <laughs> okay. There you go. She's, she's ready to rock and roll. So talk to, tell, tell us a little bit about how your week was, Ashley. What's going on in the Duffner world? Um, so basically, I'm having a pretty good week. Okay. I mean, today's actually the start of a new week. But anyway, last week... That was profound. <laughs> anyway, last week... Um, I, the only thing, I, my only complaint about last week is this whole struggle that I have going on with baby formula. What's going on with baby? Uh, my oldest uh, child is 12. My youngest is, is five. So kind of the baby world is not where we're living anymore. What's going on with baby formula? Well, it's all over Facebook and other social media. So I thought you would see it. But um, no. there's, there's a baby formula shortage. There is? Yes. Uh-huh. Why? I don't really know. Does it have to do with like the COVID and the supply chain? Well, that's what they say. Yeah, COVID and the supply chain. But you don't believe them? No, I don't believe them. COVID was like forever ago. You think it's a conspiracy? Yeah. Yeah, you think so? I do. I don't think it's a conspiracy. <laughs> I think I think one of the problems right now, a lot of people are are uh, there's there's this talk about this great resignation. People were working in factories and everything before COVID, and when they when COVID hit. It gave people a great opportunity to try new things, and so the average yeah. factory worker, yeah, I can see that actually. is no longer is no longer in the factory. They're trying they're trying new things. I believe that actually. I, I one of the reasons is uh, I think this is one of the reasons they said like one of the biggest plants closed down or something, oh. and then they say supply chain and uh, shipping and all that stuff. I don't know. Well, that's not good. So yeah. I mean, there's a lot going on in the world today. Mm-hmm. And in your world, it's baby formula. So uh, I just want, I just maybe, maybe we'll talk about this on another podcast down the road. But God created a natural way in which. Oh my goodness, (laughs) here we go. (laughs) In which babies usually get fed. And I'm not discounting mothers. I was a little triggered by this because I saw a man say something about this on Facebook. And I'm not one to be, I'm not like feminist and all that. Like, I don't, I'm not really that way. But this triggered me because I was like, (laughs) you try it, okay? He was like, he said something about, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but like, don't you have boobs where you can do it yourself? Right, God God created. Okay, and then I was, and then it just made me so mad. Yeah. Because he was, he's not in a position where he has a boob that he can give to a baby. Well, I don't think he said it was easy. Right? I no, just that's how out. he was implying it. Oh, he, I didn't see the post, so I didn't see the implications that were there. Okay. But well, I will say that anyway, I was there really... is no world shortage when you use God's means for feeding a baby. Yeah, well, now next time I was like, okay, if I have a baby again, I'm, I'm probably just going to try and stick it out. But yeah. listen, it's a really hard job. It, the hardest job in the world is a homemaker and, and mothers. Yeah. Definitely not taking that. And, and I'm also not saying that there are women uh, who actually cannot breastfeed. So so please don't don't take uh, what I'm saying in that way at all. I'm just having a little fun with your shortage of, of baby formula when there's actually a natural way you could be feeding your baby. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That's all. But there are very good reasons. There are medical reasons why mothers don't breastfeed. Uh, it, it is not easy. I'm, I'm sure that at times it is painful. I, I am a father of three and a husband uh, to a wonderful wife, and, and I do remember the, the struggles that she had to endure while she was breastfeeding. It certainly was not easy. Um, and I will say now to you and to all the world, I could never do it. So 
Um, let's hope let's hope you you get your baby formula. What formula? Maybe there are those that are listening that that maybe want to send formula your way. Neutromagen. It's Enfamil. Neutromagen. It's Enfamil. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. That sounds. But it's really hard to find, so I don't know how how that's gonna go. So uh, it sounds like it. We'll figure it out, I guess. Well, you know, actually, I called one of the places, food stores that had it yesterday. Yeah. And they told me they had four left, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I gotta go right now!" And so I'm trying to call Jake's mom because it was where she lived, the okay. store. Jake's mom, if you're listening, pick <laughs> and up the formula. She did, she wasn't answering me. I go, I'm like, "Oh my goodness!" So I'm driving, and then she finally called me back, and she was actually at the store purchasing it for you yes yeah, so imagine it wasn't her purchasing it i would have got to the store and it would have been gone it would have been gone so so like would i would you thought... have hunted that person down and tried to get the formula <laughs> no no, okay. no I'm, like i'm, I'm, on a mission. I'm a one of thing. those people that like i didn't i don't want to buy all the formula when it's at the store because we i'm like this conversation yeah i know yeah. Yeah. like i don't want to be part of the problem that like another baby doesn't have food because i took all of it yeah but on the flip side of the coin you don't want to starve your baby because you didn't buy, didn't buy all of it. Yeah, okay. I know. I know. It's, it's, it, you're in a real mess. You're yeah. in a real mess. Yeah. But, but listen, so anyway, that was a good example of how God provides. This, are you Italian? Yes. Yeah, because like, you just put the hammer down. Well, you just with, took with, away with, from my point about God, okay? Well, listen, <laughs> I want to say this. The Apples and Oranges podcast, for, maybe maybe we got some people that are new. This is only our second podcast, so I'm sure everybody that's tuning in is, is most likely new. But we're, we're going to talk about real situations that are going on around in the world, how to navigate the world. Uh, and, and I just want to remind you, Ashley, that God says that, that he, uh, he'll never leave us nor forsake us. And also, God, God is, uh, there's a Hebrew or Jewish word that's called, uh, God, God's name is Jehovah Jireh. Do you know what Jehovah Jireh means? No. There was an old song that I sang when I went to, when I went to Sunday school. I'm going to try to inter, intertwine my old Sunday school songs into our podcast. <laughs> you you did it last time, too, I so here we time. go. In the garden. So there, there's an old song that I, that I sang when I was very young. It went like this, Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Right? That's okay. his name. Jehovah Jireh, my provider, his grace is sufficient for me, for me, for me. So the name Jehovah Jireh means God provides. Sing it again. I didn't hear I'm it I'm not right. singing it again. Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Okay. And so he'll provide for you. You're going to get the baby formula. One could say that the Holy Spirit sent your mother-in-law to the grocery store because God knew that you needed the formula. That's what I was, that's right when I called her and she said that, I was like, oh. Now there's yeah. like I need to stop worrying. I mean, oh. it's it's a big stress, you know, because it's like, is my baby gonna be able to eat? Yeah. Not a lot. No one ever has, not has to deal with that. But I mean, like, in this situation. Yeah, it's a real like, thing. Like it's real. Like it's I'm, every mom. Real thing. And and one, the other thing that I probably should preface is that when we talk about these situations, uh, that we're not saying that these situations aren't hard. Um, they're they're very difficult to navigate through. Like your your point about worry, I could have easily just reminded you that the Bible says, "Do the birds in the air worry?" No. So uh, about getting food, no. Mm -hmm. So why do you, why would you think God wouldn't provide for you? Don't worry, God will provide. But you're walking through the storm. Yeah. So right? it's you're going through the scenario. So it's a lot harder when you're in the midst of it all. It's easy for us to say and, and help people be reminded of what the Bible says. But when you're in the middle of it, it certainly is not easy at all. And so we're just here to help everybody kind of navigate through biblical views um, about certain topics. And uh, because, listen, there's a lot going on in the world today. I, I pull up. I, I'm looking for my phone. I think uh, here it is. Um, I pull up uh, each morning and then I quickly shut it down. I, I didn't even know it was here. But there's this news feed on Facebook, and um, and it's just miserable. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's just miserable from from the point of the news. Uh, I mean, you read it's not loading. We must not have internet in here. But yeah, I'm like trying to. It reads about the the, the war in Ukraine. A very sad, sad situation going on right now. It, it talks about uh, the problems with the the Roe the Roe versus Wade and and abortion. It's just not. It's not good news. No, I feel like 
The news is never really good. No, and, and it reminded me of another song, and, and those those that are listening. <laughs> Here we go. Right, right. I'm, I'm going to be bringing up lots of, and they're going to, my friends are going to make fun of me when I say this because it's actually an Anne Murray song. It's an Anne Murray song. I think. I don't know who that is, so. You, you don't know Anne Murray? Mm-hmm. Google it. Anne Murray is just, a, she's a wonderful artist. Uh, she may be retired now, I'm not really sure. But uh, she's. Oh, she's an older lady. She's she's warrior she's, generation. She, she's she's beyond my generation. She's actually one or two generations before me. Oh wow! Um, but she yeah. So she sang a song in the late seventies, early eighties, and it was called "Good News." And and she you know she she just talks about uh, watching the news. There's never any good news on. She talks about the war in Libya, and then she just says, "I I, I could just use a little good news today." Mm-hmm. And so hopefully that's what we're here to do. We're help. We're here to help people um, with with understanding and how to navigate uh, the world um, as it is given to us through the Bible. So as you're continuing to listen to us rant and rave here, hopefully you haven't tuned us out yet. Um, we encourage you to uh, to follow along in your Bible. We're not going to do like a Bible study or anything, but we're going to say a couple of verses um, and uh, and you can check them out later on. Well. Yeah. With all of that in mind and bad news. You got to do a lot more talking. Well, you were talking. I'm not going to interrupt you. You got to interrupt. Okay. You got to interrupt because I'm going to talk, talk, talk. Okay. So our topic today is going to be about um, Christians, or I guess people just in general, because we're not only going to be talking about Christians, but um, just the regular population. And Put it on you. There you go. And if they attend church why they don't attend church, and uh, just like the entire topic surrounding Christians going to church or people in general. Yeah, so why aren't people going going into the church anymore? Yeah, it's because a lot of people today, Christians, they just don't go to church. Everybody in my life, they'll say that they're Christian or they believe, um, but they don't go to church on Sunday. Can, can you give an example of... And, and, you don't have to say their name, or you not because we certainly don't want to embarrass anybody on the show. But can can you give us a little more context about maybe what they say as to why they don't go to church, or or you know what keeps them from going to church? Well, I don't know. They never actually tell me why they don't go to church. Hmm. Well, well, I have a few family members that say, "Oh, if I walk into church, it's going to burn down." Now we just you want all these lot. family members to know that you love them dearly. Yes, okay. they know that already. Yeah, they, know that. they know that. Um. So what they say, they, but, uh, it's, it's going to burn down. Yeah, everybody says that. You know, like when you walk into church, if I walked into a church, it would burn down. Oh, because, because you know, they're, they're living such a life. They're living such a life, mm-hmm. you know. Or they think they are. Yeah. You know, they don't understand that it's not so bad. Right. You know, like they think that they're not forgiven or, yeah. you know what I mean? Like they don't realize what the church is meant to be. Yeah. Well, it kind of goes to our last podcast about... Um, they think that their sin is greater than anybody else's, and so they really don't want to go into the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so they're they're filtering their lifestyle through their own way of judging whose whose sin is greater than another. Yeah. You could check out that on our first podcast. I think it said something about murder. Is murder greater? Yeah, than we were talking about a murderer compared mm-hmm. to someone just telling a lie or telling something like that. Like who's worse off? Or right. Whatnot. But but anyway, yeah. So that's kind of what I get when I talk to people about it they say oh the church would burn down if i walked into it or they simply say mm-hmm. eh, instead of going to church i can go i can go here where i feel comfortable and that's like my church yeah so do me a favor um if you could ever you know like if these people make an attempt to go to church can you just text message me so i don't show up that day i, I just <laughs> want the odds to be against me that the church does burn down when they walk through the door i don't i don't think that's really gonna that. happen but okay well, I, I think I, I think it's a real topic, Ashley. Uh, I, I think it's a topic that people out there are trying to navigate. Mm-hmm. Um, and and if they're not navigating this topic, they've probably written off the church. Yeah. And and so the one thing that I just want to make sure that we touch on is uh, the Bible um, has one definition of the church. And so I want to make sure we understand first what are we talking about when we say. Um, Christians or non-believers are not going to the church. If you find, if, if you open your Bibles, you can read it in the book of Acts. It's in the second chapter uh, where Jesus really commissions uh, and the, the, the first church. 
It's in the, it's in, I'm just going to go there really quick. It's in Acts chapter 2, um, and it talks a little bit about the coming of the Holy Spirit. And then, and then toward the end, around the 42nd verse, it says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and prayers. Okay? Now, now that right there, um, and, and, and all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. So there, so there's two, there's two definitions of the church, but the Bible really has has one. The definition of the church is the fellow is the fellowship and the coming together of believers in Jesus Christ. Okay, that's good to know. We have this other understanding of church, mm -hmm. and and it is um, it it is more of the organization of the church yeah uh, the remember we live in a consumeristic world yeah so what brings people to the church what they like about going to church right right and and th that's when you get into this whole conversation about different denominations different sects uh, sects protestants catholics uh, mm -hmm. non-denominational uh, pentecostals so so there is the organization of the church mm -hmm. and then there's the church yeah and so we are the church, okay? People are the church. So based, so based on that, would you say that someone that says, oh, I go sit by myself, I don't know, in the woods or at a river or something, is that, is that a form of going to church? No. Um, the Bible says in, in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, uh, that we're not to forsake the fellowship of believers. Okay. okay? And so going, going to sit by the river uh, and uh, to find God in the nature that he created around us, um, to hear his whispers through the birds singing or the, the, the sounds of the water is fellowship with God and God alone. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, there's a couple things that... that you know, when, when we say, um, when we say, well, what is church? It, it's outlined right there in those scriptures that I read for you. Yeah. So, so one thing is that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Well, what was the apostles' teaching? I don't know. You're going to have to explain The Bible. Oh, okay. The Bible was, the, the, he's, they're talking about, uh, they're talking about the Bible. Here. Okay. So they devoted themselves to the, te to, to the, to the apostles' teaching. They devoted themselves to fellowship. So they're all together. So they're all together, more than one, all together. Um, to the breaking of bread. Now, there is, um, there, there is uh, communion is the breaking of bread mm -hmm. to the church body. Yeah. So uh, Jesus Christ at the Last Supper, just before he goes to be crucified, there's this wonderful scene where him and his disciples are, are at the dinner table. He takes the bread. This is my body. He takes the cup. This is the cup of the everlasting. Do this as often as you would in remembrance of me. Mm -hmm. Right? So, so that's what the apostles are talking about here. So you've got the teaching of the word and the understanding of the word. You've got fellowship with other believers. You've got the breaking of bread and then prayer. Praying with one another. So that kind of is like, it's not like an organization, but it is a like some steps, not steps, but like, schedule kind of well there's some outlines yeah, there's some yeah. expectations of really what the church is and and these and and so what we what i, I just want to share some stats with you really quick okay i, I went and i did some homework let's hear them <laughs> all right and so it's very interesting it's actually very sad okay uh less than one-third of the population 28 percent of the population say that they don't go to church simply because they don't believe uh-oh i threw my paper hold on <laughs> Was that both of them? No, that's only one. So one-third of the church, they don't go to the church because they simply don't believe in, um, in the Word of God. They're not religious. Um, they, they, um, they, they don't believe in it. Okay? Now we get into um, those who, who claim to be Christians. Okay? Uh -huh. It says here that 46%, 46% of those who say that they're Christians or evangelicals, they don't go to church because they practice their faith in other ways. Okay? Okay. What do you think that means? Practicing their faith in other ways. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, maybe I have the answer to this. All right, let's see it. Okay. So in today's world, we have a lot of different ways to, um, how should I say this? You could still be a Christian and believe in God, but still practice different things. Like, for instance, I know this is going to sound like extreme and I'm not extreme at all because I've done it before, but like yoga. Like that's a form of meditating, I guess, on something that isn't, isn't God. That's right. That's right. Or mm -hmm. what else? That's good Mindfulness. Oh, what's that? I don't really know what that is, but okay. I'm pretty sure it's just sitting down and like right. going into your mind and just relaxing yourself. It's another form of meditation. Yeah. Right. It's another form of meditation. They tried to teach me to do that in like the hospital because like sometimes you're in a place where it's like gets crazy and this and that. So like on. take a break and practice mindfulness. Yeah. Yeah. That's, those but, are two wonderful examples. But yeah, so that's kind of something maybe someone else would practice yeah. instead of going to church. Now, like, oh, go ahead. Like, oh, I'm meditating in a different way. Yeah, I'm connecting with my creator yeah, in a yeah. different way. Mm -hmm. And in, 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 uh, what they're forgetting, I'm not going to get into what they're forgetting. We'll get into it later. Mm -hmm. uh, but those are two wonderful examples Yeah. of, of how the 46% the are saying that they don't go into a form of church because they're practicing their faith in another way. Mm -hmm. Here's another, you know, here's another good example. And it even sounds justified. You know what I mean by that? Yes. What, is it, what do I mean by that? Like it's right. Yeah. They right. make it right in their own way. That's right. So here's a good example. Uh, one, one, of the, um, one of the problems that society will always have, and I, and I know that because I believe in the Bible, and the Bible says that they're always going to be with us, mm -hmm. are people who are homeless, people who don't, who don't have, who, who, who don't measure up to society's expectations. And so a lot of people will say, well, I practice my faith because I take care of the homeless. I, I feed the homeless. I clothe the homeless. Um, I meet them on the streets, and um, and I I tend to the homeless. And what? So a lot of them will say that's how I practice my faith. Okay, and that that sounds like it's somewhat justified, but but that's what they that that's a really good way to say that. Well, I practice my faith in a different way, and. I'm, and, and there's a ton of examples um, that are that way. Um, some may say, you know, well, I, I help financial planning. You know, um, I help those be, be good stewards of the finances that God has given them. And so uh, that's how I'm practicing my faith. 46% um, of evangelicals um, say that. So... That's how evangelicals are also justifying their way of uh, practicing their faith by doing things that uh, that are good, are good. their works, mm -hmm. right? Um, their works, but they're not they're not actually fellowshipping with believers. Now, here here's the more this is the sadder the sadder statistic. Mm -hmm. um, it says that 33 percent. 33% of evangelicals, or 33% of um, those that claim and they say that they're Christians, say that they don't go to church because they haven't found a, a house of worship that they like. That they like. 33%. What do you think about that? I don't know. I want, I want to hear what you think about it because I think that we actually think differently on this. So, like, I want to hear what you think. Okay. Well, I think the reason I think it's a sad statistic um, is because um, it, it is a consumeristic mentality or mindset. Um, listen, we're humans. Mm -hmm. We're humans that are saved by grace through Jesus Christ and Him alone. And there's there's never going to be a perfect church where you may you may not um, like the worship music, uh, you may not like the preaching, you may not like uh, some of the people that go to the church. Mm -hmm. um, listen, our founding father, A.B. Simpson, left an organized religion because when he was bringing the homeless into the sanctuary, into the church to worship God, the, the organized religion said they can't come into this church. Okay. Now, that's one. So, so I think that uh, the, 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 the consumeristic mindset that we live in here in America says that uh, if, if you go to a church and they offend you, um, if they don't practice what they preach, mm -hmm. um, if, if, um, if there's some aspect of it, if you don't like the paint color on the wall, go down the road 
and go to the other church. Okay. okay. If I don't like Walmart, there's a Target right across the street. Okay. I think that that's a major, um, a major part of it. But I will say this. Okay. Go on. The church has hurt people. Okay. The 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 spiritual fathers of the church have misused the authority given to them by by God. Mm-hmm. Um, the the church has. Um, authorities, whether it's pastors or whether it's elders, uh, that uh, claim to follow uh, the principles that are outlined in the Bible, and, and you can read these in, in the book of Timothy, um, what, it, what it means to be uh, a pastor, what it means to be an elder, um, and they've, they've abused that. I mean, like, let's, like pastors who are, are having sex with young children, yeah, it's it's not acceptable. No. Pastors who are stealing or taking money from from the tithe, they're misusing funds. Uh, it, it's not it's not acceptable. Yeah. But uh, what I will say, so that that's another very real reason why a lot of the world is not going through the doors of a church. Mm-hmm. And and myself, I'm 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 an ordained minister by the Christian and Missionary Alliance. Yeah. And I need to stand in the gap for those pastors that have misused their authority, mm-hmm. that have abused their authority, and I need to ask the world for forgiveness. Yeah. That's my reason why I believe that 33% of those who claim or call themselves to be Christians haven't found um, a, a house of worship. Okay, so so based on what you said, I, you, you said it's like consumer, right? Like market, marketing and of the world how people go into church, right? They, yeah, they, if they don't like one, they go to another one because because of certain reasons. And it's like saying, oh, I don't like Walmart, so I'll go to Target instead. Yeah, and they're, and they're usually inward They're usually inward feelings. Okay. okay. When I go to a church, and I've been to many churches, uh, you know, from, from my young age to even now, when I go into a church, one of the, you know, not only do I focus on myself and connecting with God and be and, and being built up and encouraged mm-hmm. uh, but I also say why has God brought me here yeah for, for the other person who who here um, is God going to put in my pathway that I'm going to encourage through a story that I went you know uh-huh. a struggle that I experienced through the day so you're not going to like what I'm going to say oh, well, <laughs> I don't know no you're not because I'm going to say you're a seasoned Christian oh <laughs> Well, that's okay. That's but not a so, bad thing. So maybe, so maybe it's different because you're seasoned and I'm not. So maybe I don't have that level. I'm not at that level yet. But there was a time when we went to different churches, yeah. right? You remember this? And we went. No, to, I don't remember it. Yeah, we went. Uh, me, you, Serena. Oh, and your you're family. talking about New Yeah, okay, like yes. this is a personal experience. So we yes. went to different churches. Yes. Um, and some of our friends went to other churches, and we just tried them out, and they were different denominations. And so I w- we went to a church that was a Baptist church, right? Yes, yep, it was a Baptist church. And so this was really different from any church that I'd been to. And so when I went there, it was nice. Like it was a, it was a good service and everything, but I just didn't get that connection, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know if it's completely marketing. Well, I, I would say that we went to those churches for a purpose. Yeah. We, we went there uh, because we are planting a church. Mm-hmm. And, and we went there more on reconnaissance. And so our mindset was not solely focused on our, our connection with Christ. We didn't walk through, at least me anyway, I don't, I don't know about you, but it, when I walked through the doors, um, I had thoughts about other, you know, about, you know, how's the worship team, you know, doing, and, and, and what does the population look like in this church? Is it, is it mostly uh, seasoned retirees? Is it, is it middle-aged? Is it, you know, so, so I wasn't focused solely on pressing in and mm-hmm. experiencing Christ in a transformative way. Okay. Now, so what so I, will... I don't know, because, like, I've gone, I don't know how I, if this is, like, the right way, because I've gone to some churches, and I felt, like, a really good connection, and then I would bring Jake with me. Yeah. He's like, that church sucks. Like, I didn't feel what I feel when I go somewhere else. Like, the reason he is the way he is is because he went to a church, which yeah. was alive again in Tom's River. It is alive again. He still goes there. Yes. He right. still goes there. Okay. 
I'm I'm just saying. Yeah. That that's the church that he made the connection and was like, okay, like I'm a believer. You know what I mean? Like in yeah. other churches, he says he feels, uh, like you know, like it's it's just not right. Well, and so I think that what you're experiencing there is that inward me mentality. There's a certain way that I want to connect with God, and I may not be as open to the way God wants to connect with me in different settings. So sometimes, and, and again, I maybe it is because I'm a seasoned Christian. Um, there is there I, I've gone to Pentecostal churches. I've gone to Baptist churches. I've, I've gone to non-denominational churches. I've gone to Christian Missionary Alliance churches. Mm -hmm. And um, listen, the Baptist churches sing from hymn books. Alignment yeah. Alliance, we, you know, we sing more modern, contemporary Christian music. Uh, yeah, the, so I guess it is based on, like, the way you're, you're raised, you're raised. And, and the experiences that you have around you. And when I walk into these different churches, uh, I... I say to myself, Holy Spirit, help me receive what you want me to receive today. Mm -hmm. Help me not get lost in maybe there's only 20 people in this room. Yeah, but see, but see, you're you're a seasoned Christian, so you sure. would know to do that. Right, like but new Christians or people who don't even believe would feel probably like I felt when I went to that church. Like, uh, I probably don't want to come back because this did nothing for me. Right. And that is very inward. But they haven't been taught, you know, like, like what you know. Right. Well, like, we, oh, like Holy Spirit, tr like change me. Like, right. Talk to me how you need to talk to me. They're not at that place. Right. They're they're not. And and listen, I'm not saying they're right or wrong. I'm just saying that this is one of the primary reasons people aren't going into the church. Yeah. And and people, uh, those that are not going into the church, they need to get into the house of worship. They, well, they need to be in fellowship with people. If you're not connecting with a with a with a conservative Baptist church, then then go to a church that you do feel a connection. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. But what I'm saying is, when you get to that church, mm -hmm. okay, right now you go to a Living Alliance. Yeah. And and when somebody offends you, mm -hmm. or when somebody when when they change the style in which they worship, yeah. um, or when they have a different pastor, a Living Alliance is um, our vision is to raise up men and women who will go out and will multiply and, and will preach the gospel. So we have a lot of pastor, we have a lot of um, upcoming pastors that are in training. Yeah. And so at Alive Again, you may hear Pastor Bill Meyer, who's the senior pastor, preach, and a lot of people love the way he preaches. Uh, you may hear myself preach, and a lot of people gravitate to the way that I preach. And you may also hear Pastor Greg and Pastor Greg preach, and a lot of people gravitate to the way he preaches mm -hmm. and, and so what I'm saying is is that um, you, you shouldn't you know you shouldn't be leaving the church because of an offense yeah um, you should be working that out with your brothers and sisters in Christ yeah I see what you're saying there there I get that and and you should you should be um, you should be working on the unity of the brothers and sisters in Christ mm -hmm. um, and a lot of times what we what we see is that individuals are hurt by the church, uh, and they leave the church, so they leave, yeah. and they disconnect. Yep. And then they go and find, you know, they, they find a group of friends, mm -hmm. and uh, the group of friends uh, say, well, you know, we can do this without the formalized church. Yeah. And maybe they can. Uh, but, but far too often, um, the Bible talks about false teachers and false prophets. Mm -hmm. uh, they're, they're wolves in sheep's clothing. And then you come into experiences, I, this might be before your time, uh, but there was this uh, situation down in Waco, Texas. I don't know if you've ever heard about it in the, in no, the 80s and, and 90s. Well, so there, there was this, um, I, I don't know if he called himself a prophet or, a, or an apostle. I, I really don't know what title he gave himself. His name was David Koresh. And, and he had this group of followers. Uh, and the, you know, the, the group of followers were listening to what he was teaching. To the point where um, the the government came in and they raided his compound, they raided this uh, this sanctuary, and they died. I think I have heard of this sanctuary. Yeah, they they all died. Mm -hmm. um, and so then you've got this other more this this one was a little bit closer to your time. It probably was still before it, but you've got this other scenario where 
there's, I, I forget the gentleman's name, but he had a group of followers. And there was a comet in the late 90s or early 2000s, and they said that it was going to be the end of the world. So he encouraged uh, every, every one of his followers um, to take a pill. And they took the pill, and they all ended their life. That's terrible. Right. And so is the organized church, um, first of all, the organized church is, is Jesus's way of moving forward the gospel. Uh-huh. It says it in the book of Matthew, on this rock will I build my church. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he's talking about the organized church there. He's also talking about future tense. Whenever Jesus talks about the church, it's future tense. And, and then when you come to the book of Acts, um, in the second chapter, the church is formed, the scriptures that I read for you. Mm-hmm. And everywhere in the, in the Bible after the book of Acts, it is the present tense. So Jesus Christ sets up the church as the mechanism in which his word goes forth. And, and that's why uh, you, you shouldn't forsake the fellowship of believers. If there are offenses that you have, if, if you know, somebody wronged you, um, if a pastor has, is, is or has misused their authority, uh, those, are real, those are real scenarios and we don't want to look past them. But we need to work through them. Yeah. We need to work through them because the, the, the solution of not working through them is you going out into the world and, and hoping that you find it and you figure it out. Yeah. And that's why I think there's, there's all this chaos. In the well, when you, when you said something about um, how people leave the church and then disconnect, you know, yeah. that what, what I sent Jason yesterday to talk about our topic today was, um, said something, what did it say? It's oh, it was J. Uh, it was um, uh, T. J. Uh, T. T. G. Jakes, right? It was. It was. Um, I yeah, don't know. I got it right here. Thing. It was. Um, it was. It was Pastor T. D. Jakes, and. Um, it was by a pastor. Yeah, it was by. Yeah, this is. See, a I didn't even know that. I thought it was just one of those screenshots I'm sorry, you find was, on Facebook. It was. Tony, <laughs> it was Tony Evans, Doctor Tony Evans. I think that this is what he's saying. I hear people say, "I don't have to go to church to be a Christian," and they are absolutely right. Salvation is through faith alone in Christ, in Christ alone. But you don't have to go home to be married. But yeah, but you don't have to go home to be married. But, but stay away long enough, mm-hmm. and your relationship will be affected. Yeah. I mean that's that, that's that's wonderful. like saying going out every single night. You're obviously not going to be having a good, healthy marriage. Right. Right. When you go when you go to the house of God, when you go to the house of worship, mm-hmm. you are built up, you are edified. You you receive the encouragement, you receive the word, you you you, you get fed, so to speak, that's a kind of Christian term. Mm-hmm. You get fed so that when you leave you can face the world. Yeah. You also are in fellowship with believers, people of like mind, like understanding. So when you're talking about some of the struggles in your world, Rather than going to people of not, who are not like-minded and people who are from the world, you make an instruction, all kinds of weird. weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you go and you, you, you fellowship with your brothers and sisters, and they give you counsel that helps you navigate the world. Yeah. And you're also there for a purpose. God has sent you there to speak into somebody's life, or there is a talent that you have um, that, that God wants to use when you're there, whether it's a pastor, whether it's media. I mean, you do a wonderful job here with the media of our podcast. You know, there is a... T- yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> you do. You do a great job. But you you go to the house of the Lord and you fellowship with one another and you use your talents, you use your testimony, you use your time. Listen, you use your treasure. God, you know, the, the church, uh, there, there's a lot of good things that the church is doing. Alive yeah. and Alliance opens our doors uh, when it's 32 degrees or, or, or lower for code blue for the homeless. Mm-hmm. You know, well, your your treasure, your tithe that goes into the storehouse goes to help the homeless. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are there are all these, these different reasons why you should never and not forsake the fellowship. I do want to just say this. Here Here's a quote. The answer to this question has to be both common answer and an, expect, uh, an, except, an exception. But I want to point this out. This author says, first, the common answer is no. Christians cannot forsake gathering together. Mm-hmm. It's a command in Hebrews chapter 20, 10, verse 25. 
um, its members should attend every Sunday as, as often as possible yeah. to worship their sovereign God and to enjoy the assembly of the saints. Mm -hmm. All right, these are these are primary reasons. Uh, I would be remiss to also share with you some quotes from uh, from some of our fathers who have built the faith. A. B. Simpson, the founder of the Christian and Missionary Alliance, says uh -huh. this about the church. He says uh, he Jesus is showing us the plan for a Christian church that is much more than an association of congenial friends to listen once a week to an intellectual discourse and musical entertainment, and carry on by proxy a mechanism of Christian work, but rather a church that can be at once the mother and home of every form of help and blessing which Jesus came to give to lost and suffering men, the birthplace and the home of souls, the fountain of healing and cleansing, the sheltering home for the orphan and distressed, mm -hmm. the school for the culture and training of God's children, the armory where they are equipped for the battle of the Lord and the army which fights those battles in his name. Such a center of population in this sad and sinful world. Wow, that's good. Right, that, that's, that's a, wonderful, a wonderful example of what the church should be. Mm -hmm. yeah. of, of what the church should be. You should see far more sinners in the church than you do saved. Well, that's what I always say to about my about my family members that say something like, "Oh, the church would set on fire," and I say, "You know, the church is for that reason, yeah. right? Yeah. Like you go to the church to to know that what you did can't compare to how much He loves you." Right. That's exactly right. You're supposed to go to the church to say that you know, in all your filthiness, uh -huh. He loves you. Yeah. I think we said it last week in in, in the podcast in the Book of Romans. While we were still sinners, Jesus Christ went to the cross. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, but what we what we've got in, in society today is uh, we've got in certain churches, not all of them. There, listen, there are really really good houses of worship. Yeah. But in certain churches, when the sinner walks through the door, you know, it's kind of like one of those old western movies. You mm -hmm. probably haven't seen an old western movie. But it's Actually, my dad watches them, so I have, and I really don't like them. <laughs> okay. Well, there's usually a scene in an old Western movie where the stranger walks into the cantina or the bar. Yeah, I know what you're talking and about. And everybody turns and looks at him. And they're like, who's this Who's this chum? Right. Who's this guy walking into our, our bar? Uh -huh. And so at many churches, we they're not warm. They're not welcoming. They're not inviting. Yeah. You walk into the church and people look at you. Actually, Pastor Bill said something about this. Thursday, On Thursday night, night when right. like what does he call it he calls it a holy no a holy huddle yeah a holy huddle yeah, yeah it's a holy huddle so like people that know each other get into a huddle and they just talk to one another because they're so used to it and it makes them comfortable right and it's a closed set so, yeah it's like it's a, a closed, closed circle no one else from the outside can get in you know yeah and, and listen when you go to these churches and and I think most churches have this part of it you know all of a sudden you're talking Christianese Mm -hmm. You know, you're talking a whole different language, justification, sanctification. You know, you're talking about uh, expectation without agenda. All, all of these terms yeah. that Christians use. And, and the sinner goes in there and says, listen, I'm just struggling and I have no idea what you're talking about. And yeah. they don't want to be there. Yeah. They don't want to be, it's not, so it's not anybody. I also want to share this quote by Charles Spurgeon. This is another father of the faith. Mm -hmm. He says this, if I had never joined a church till I had found one that was perfect, I should never have joined one at all. And the moment I did join it, if I had found one, I should have spoiled it. For it would not have been a perfect church after I had become a member of it. Oh, that, that's good too. I mean, these these are the fathers of the faith. Uh huh. They, these are the fathers and and the and and the mothers of the faith. We're all sinners. Yeah. We're all sinners, and. The church needs to ask for forgiveness mm -hmm. for where it has hurt uh, the, the non-believer or the believer. Um, and we need, to, we need to not be so sensitive at times, and we need to work it out. We need yeah. to work. Matthew 18 talks about how you work out your differences or, your, or your, uh, your, the areas that need forgiveness with your brothers and sisters. Yeah. Uh, the Bible works this all out for us. I think a lot of it too is um, 
like people are pushed away because the they they hear a title and they think oh like you're religious and this and that and um it's known to push people away like it's kind of hypocritical yeah well, like, it's very hypocritical they don't want to be around somebody that does this or does that but like we were talking about one sin is not greater than another and people sin every single day That's right. even a christian yeah so whether someone chooses to live a life with of sin or be a a perfect christian in their own eyes like they're not different than one another yeah and a lot of people are like oh they judge me because they think they're they're better than me yeah because they're christian right and and that's absolutely right instead of feeling loved by someone who is supposed to show them god's love, god's love. right we're right we're supposed to display the love of christ mm -hmm. we're the light to the world we're yeah. the light to the darkness we're the salt to the world yeah. um that's what we're supposed to be and and again i i just preface this all by saying it's not easy yeah. um it, it is certainly not easy people hurt us and people wrong us every day um, and, and we need to have the conversations where we heal those hurts, where we heal those wounds. There are certain, ben you know, there are benefits to going to church. You know, again, just, just being with your Creator, praising Jesus Christ, praising God the Father, mm -hmm. um, praising the Holy Spirit for, for walking with you every day. Yeah, uh, I don't know who it was. I think maybe it was my dad or something. He said something about how, how he he'll pray alone and this and that and he's one of the people that in my life that don't go to a church okay and um i said to him yeah and imagine if you were around a bunch of people who also felt that way yeah well that's the other how benefit. much more powerful it would be yeah yeah i mean that's the other benefit of going to church yeah. is to be in fellowship with one another and and to, mm -hmm. and and listen when you go to the church and you all lift your voice in praise to god the father jesus christ the son and his holy spirit there is such power. Yeah. There is such power there. I mean, I'll never forget some of the greatest times in my life when I went to Promise Keepers in New York City, Washington, D.C., Philadelphia. And you get into a baseball or a football stadium with 60,000 men, mm -hmm. and you're praising God together. Uh, and, and it was a Promise Keepers. Listen, my generation, uh, we're known as the latchkey kids. Mm -hmm. And we're known as that because we kept the key to our house around our neck because our parents weren't home. They, they either divorced or they were working two jobs or my mom was working two jobs. And, and I woke up, I went to school, and when I came home at 2 o'clock, I was with my brothers and sisters and my friends. Mm -hmm. and, and we just, you know, we just did whatever we did. Yep. So we had to make new promises. We had to, we, we had to make promises back to God the Father. And, and so the benefit is really being in fellowship with brothers and sisters in Christ that are going through these struggles together with you. You, know, you 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 praise God together. I, I mean, it's a beautiful a beautiful thing. It is, and then not only being there at church and your service, but then throughout the rest of the week, having people that believe the same and like encourage you, and just like it's just so much better to have like those relationships. Yeah, people that you can call church. on. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. People that you can say, "Hey, pray for me with this. I'm struggling in this area." Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm struggling in this area. Listen, we're going to we're going to end our our show because because we're going a little bit long here, but there's just two things I want to point out. I want to remind everybody what the final picture looks like in the book of Revelations. It says this, it's in the 7th chapter. So so everybody who's avoiding church, everybody who's not going to church, listen, at the end of, when when Jesus Christ comes back, we're, we're all going to be in church together. And here's the verse. It says, it says this in chapter 7, verse 9. After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number. Right? Nobody could number that, actually. Mm -hmm. From every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands, crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our god who sits on the throne and to the lamb so that that's just a beautiful image that when 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 jesus christ returns we're all going to be in fellowship together and we're all going to be praising and worshiping jesus christ mm -hmm. he's the lamb of god who takes away the sins of the world and and so if you're out there and you're not you're you're not currently attending a church you can email us alive again n e at gmail.com we can help you find a good bible believing bible preaching church that that's the other major part to point out 
you may go to some churches and they're not preaching the Bible, they're not preaching the gospel, they're not preaching the things in the Word. Uh, it may sound good, it may even appear to be uh, in alignment with, with the gospel or with the Bible, but um, it, it's not. Yeah. And you go astray. So if you need a church, we'd love, we'd love you to email us, comment in the sections below here. Um, you're, for those of you that are watching on YouTube, I don't know, can they comment in Spotify or, or Apple? Sure. I don't know, actually. Apple Podcast. I'm not too sure on that one. I have to check. Yeah, if you haven't figured it out, we're new at this and we're not experts. <laughs> so. But but you can email us alive again ne at gmail .com. In the comments of the YouTube uh, the YouTube channel here, you can put, "Hey, I need help finding a church," and we'll reach out to you uh, because you don't want to forsake the fellowship of believers. Uh -huh. you, you don't want to not not be in a good Bible preaching, uh, God fearing, God worshiping church. Mm -hmm. You just don't want to. Yeah. So, uh, Apples and Oranges is here to talk a little bit more about these topics. Hopefully, you, you were encouraged. Hopefully, it gave you some insight um, on why you should go to church, uh, why you shouldn't avoid it, why Christians should, should find themselves back in church, yeah. um, not just by themselves or not with a few friends by the side of the river. Um, you, you should be in full fellowship uh, with the assembly of, of God and his people. Amen to that. That ends our show. <laughs> Until next, what, what are we talking about next time? Any idea? Um, I don't know. I think we might go a little bit into marriage. Is oh, that what we're talking about? Marriage. Yeah. Marriage. Have you ever seen The Princess Bride? Marriage. I have seen it, but I don't remember that. Oh, it's specifically. a it's a hilarious, hilarious part. So okay, so tune in next time. Uh, listen, if there's a topic, right? You want to tell them about the topics, how they can. Yeah, if you guys are watching on YouTube, you can always comment down below and. Um, We'll touch on some topics that you guys want to hear about. Um, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, just go on YouTube and comment. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Anything anything you're struggling with, if we can shed some light from a biblical perspective, uh, we would love to do that. Yeah, I see a lot of people on Facebook and everything. Not, not about our podcast or anything. Just say things, and I'm like, hey, why do you think like that? And yeah. I'm like, you know what? We should talk about that. Yeah. So if there's something that you guys want to talk about, you can put it down below. And... Um, We'll have a conversation about it. Other than that, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening. And this is and where Ashley cues our intro again. And we'll see you next time. Apples and oranges. <laughs>